You are listening to Magical Mornings, the official podcast of UnitePod. This series introduces you to some secret tips and advices from the industry veterans and leaders that help them earn their fortune. Listen it out from them. This episode has been sponsored by the companyformation.com, the Excel in every type of company formation, PRO services, visa assistance, local sponsor services, accountancy, bank account setup and many more. They have a complete end-to-end business solution right from business setup to making it operational in Dubai. Get your business started from just $1,500 from the comfort of your home. You can get in touch with them at hello at thecompanyformation.com to grab this opportunity. Good morning. This is Anikit in today's magical morning. A special guest today goes by the name of Rasham. Rasham has over a decade of experience in policy and strategy, currently serving as the head of engagement for Women to Win, the founder and director of Policy Network, and has stood to be a member of parliament twice. Rasham runs her own public speaking training agency, Podium and Perfect, and has trained hundreds of political candidates, 30 former and current MPs, and has been flown overseas to train foreign politicians. She works with organizations including Citibank, Pfizer, Aetna, and Bloomberg, and has trained over 11,000 people in over 100 countries, helping them to build their confidence and develop their public speaking skills. Rasham has written for publications and think tanks such as The Times, The Central for Policy Studies, and Huffington Post and is a trustee for Fawcett Society, the UK's leading charity campaigning for gender equality and women's rights. She holds a bachelor's degree in economics from the University of Cambridge and has been recognized as a global shaper by the World Economic Forum for Political Work in trying to achieve a more representative parliament. Welcome, Rachel. Hello, thank you to UnitePod for having me on today. Thank you, Rishan. It's a great pleasure to have you on today. To start this off, you're a politician public speaker and have launched your art of public speaking coaching. How did you start off this journey and continue to achieve the success till today? So it's quite a long story as to how I ended up in politics and doing public speaking. I read economics at the University of Cambridge and I focused on development economics. So I loved international development policy. I focused on uh, India and Africa and I just thought that was incredible and I wanted to work in policy. And so after I graduated, I spent a couple of years um, working in the financial services sector, which I just didn't really love. And so I left and did some networking and found out about an organization called the Conservative Friends of International Development. And I begged them to interview me. They said they had a job, but I was overqualified and it was only one day a week. And I said, that's absolutely fine. It's international development policy. It doesn't matter. Just interview me, give me a chance. So they did. And the woman who had co-founded and chaired the organization was a woman called Anne Jenkin, Baroness Jenkin of Kennington. So she's a member of the House of Lords. And she's absolutely amazing. And she said to me, okay, fine, we'll give you one day a week's work at the International Development Organization. And then why don't you work for me one day a week as my researcher, so writing my speeches and helping me with my work in the House of Lords. And you could work for an organization called Women to Win. And Women to Win is an organization that she co-founded in 2005 with Theresa May, the former Prime Minister, 
here in the UK and they'd set it up because at the time only 9% of Conservative Party MPs were women. So it's this organisation that's designed to get more women to stand for Parliament, which I just loved as a feminist. I thought that's absolutely fantastic. We have to have more equality in our Parliament. So I started this work three days a week, uh, one, one day for each, and I loved working in Parliament. And until that time, I never thought I wanted to be an MP. I just thought I wanted to work in policy. But working in Parliament gave me the opportunity to really see and understand how people, um, you know, how MPs worked, what the, the role was, the incredible change they could make. So as an MP, you can help one individual constituent with a problem like their housing, their education, their healthcare, and you can change their life. And at the same time, you can be working on national policy that's going to change your country for the better. And there is no other job I can think of where you get to do that. So after about six months of working in Parliament, I said to Anne, oh, you know, I think maybe one day I'll become an MP. And she said, why one day? Why not go for it now? And I just thought, well, OK, um, I guess. Sure. Why not? You know, I'm, I'm young. I'm 23, 24. Probably no one will choose me to stand for Parliament. but. I may as well try. And if she hadn't pushed me, and if it hadn't been for that lucky accident meeting her, um, I, I wouldn't have stood for Parliament. It was just never something I'd even considered for myself. It just wasn't a career path I thought about. Um, so I started applying to stand for the Conservative Party as a candidate. And at the same time, an MP said to me, I need an economic advisor. Why don't you come to work for me? So I said, sure, as long as I got to keep doing Women to Win, because at that point in time, I was just so committed and passionate about the idea of helping other women stand for Parliament. Um, and so we started running training sessions for these female candidates. And one day, our professional public speaking coach was unable to make it at the last minute. And so I stepped in. Um, I wasn't obviously a professional coach, but I'd done a little bit of debating and won some awards while I was younger. And I stepped in and did some training and got really good feedback. So for the next year and a half, I would arrange to train these female candidates. Um, and I would get other MPs involved so that they would give their experiences. I would give my public speaking tips. Um, and so I did that for a year and a half in the lead up to the 2015 general election. I trained over 100 female candidates. And since then, the, the people I've worked with, over 27, 28, uh, have become MPs, which is super exciting to see. I mean, they were obviously fantastic, but it was just nice to be able to play a very small part in helping them get through the process. And then a few years ago, uh, an organisation called the Westminster Foundation for Democracy flew me to uh, Macedonia to train politicians from six different countries. And on the flight back, a friend of mine who's now an MP said to me, Resh, this is mad. You love doing this and you're good at it. Why don't you do coaching professionally, formally? And so last year when lockdown started, I thought, let me do some free public speaking training uh, to help people because I know it's a really difficult uh, thing, a lot of people struggle with it. And I advertised a free webinar on Eventbrite and I had 3,000 people sign up for the first one. And so I ran more because the demand was so big, you know, I had to upgrade my Zoom license and I'd have a thousand people turning up and then I'd have a ton of emails after saying I couldn't get in. So over the course of 2020, I had over 33,000 people signing up, which just shows um, how incredible the demand is out there for people getting help with their public speaking training. Um, so I think that was kind of how all of this has happened, but I wouldn't have 
been able to do any of it without the support and encouragement and mentoring of my family and of the amazing people in politics who have really encouraged and supported me the whole way because it is a really difficult um, career path but actually the people in it are immensely supportive and, and it's been a great experience. Wow, you have come so far in your career from standing for parliament twice to creating a podium purpose business where people can get that extra coaching on public speaking. What else would you like to accomplish and how do you think you will go about it? That's very kind of you to say. Um, <laughs> it doesn't feel like I've come very far. Um, it feels like there's a long, long way to go to reach my goals. Um, in terms of politics, I've stood for Parliament twice. So in 2015, I fought what you know a, a seat we knew I couldn't win, but it was a great experience to learn everything. I spent nine months as the candidate, raised £30,000, had Theresa May, the former Prime Minister, speaking at a fundraiser on my behalf, had Boris Johnson donating signed prizes to my campaign. So um, it was so exciting and so wonderful. And I had friends and family from all over London, all over the country coming to campaign for me. And that was great, um, an incredible experience. I increased our vote share significantly, we came second. Um, and then I fought in 2017, and that was a very different experience because it's a very short campaign. So I was the candidate for six weeks. I was selected on a Saturday, and I went straight into work the next week, quit my job, and moved to Coventry. So that was a total shift in my life. And my fiance, my parents came up, you know, every weekend. They then stayed in Coventry for a week. My twin sister actually flew over from Australia for a week to campaign for me, which was just so incredible of her to do. So um, obviously I didn't win that either. So now, you know, we're going for third time lucky. So there's a big um, step left to achieve in politics, but I, I want to fight the next election and win. So hopefully, in a few years time I will be a member of parliament here in the UK and in terms of public speaking I mean it's just so wonderful to hear from clients um, when they tell me that I've you know helped them to deliver a presentation or to get a job or to get through a public speaking experience that they were really nervous about and so in terms of that just building up more and more training programs and supporting more people because it's the thing people say they're most scared of, but it holds you back in every element of your life, whether that's your private life or your career or just being able to try new things, speak to new people. And so in terms of what else to accomplish, I'm just setting up new programs and I've actually launched something called Podium Purpose. Um, it's my way of giving back. I've been very fortunate in my life to have support from so many people. So Podium Purpose, is me offering free public speaking training to all state schools in the UK. Um, and the idea is there are so many brilliant children who don't get taught how to communicate or speak. Um, and it holds them back from getting through university interviews, it holds them back for job interviews, it holds them back from just communicating confidently and effectively. So that's something that I'm really excited about doing over the coming year, but just hopefully growing Podium Perfect. So if you want any training, do check it out. Having Boris Johnson donating signed prizes to your campaign? Wow, that already sounds like a huge accomplishment to me. But what tips can you give our listeners for public speaking and interview skills as it's the biggest challenge people come out with while speaking public spaces? I think what's really important for people to know when they're nervous about public speaking is that it is very common. 
um, to be nervous. So don't feel alone. Um, but often people let the fear of public speaking overwhelm them. So I think a really important tip is to get things into perspective. Instead of worrying about all the things that might get wrong, spend a little bit of time thinking, okay, what's the worst that can happen? If you forget what you're trying to say, if you mess it up, are you really not going to get a job ever? It's not most likely like you'll get fired. You're not going to mess up the rest of your life. Actually, people tend to care much less about what you do than, than you do yourself. So when you think you've messed up a meeting, chances are other people in the meeting don't even notice. So firstly, I think the biggest tip I'd give is get things in perspective. Secondly, deal with your adrenaline and your nerves in a healthy way. So I like to go to a boxing class before a big public speaking session. Um, other people like to meditate. Work out what it is that's going to help you feel calm and make sure you've practiced loads. And that's the third tip. Practice, practice, practice. Too many people I know will deliver a public speaking presentation or a speech and the first time they've said it out loud is on the day. Um, it's like any other skill. The more you practice, the better you get. And if you've only ever read it in your head, you're not going to have the experience of delivering it and speaking it. So that is really important. My other question to you is that for the listeners who are tuned in listening to this podcast, what tips would you give them to be as accomplished in their career as you are? Okay, again, you're being incredibly kind to my ego. Um, I definitely don't think I feel accomplished in my career, but the tips I can give just based on my, um, my career so far, um, firstly, be open to taking risks. I not necessarily that I would recommend this, but I have in the past left jobs without having another job to go to, but obviously I've made sure I'm in a position where I can manage that. Um, but don't wait necessarily for something to be really clear before you go for it. Um, I haven't heard of the Conservative Friends of International Development or Women to Win. I didn't know who Anne Jenkin was at the time when I applied, but I just thought to myself, I can do this for a year and if it doesn't work out, I'll go and do something a bit more traditional or a bit more safe feeling. Um, and that was the best decision of my life. It was such a lucky coincidence that I was in the right place at the right time to hear about an opportunity. Um, but it absolutely changed my career path and changed my life. And I'm so grateful for that. Another tip I'd say is say yes to doing things, take on, take on opportunities. When I started working at Women to Win and we had this public speaking coach coming in, I volunteered to uh, arrange the sessions and be there. My thought was, well, I could be learning from this professional coach, even if it meant giving up several hours every week of my own free time to do it. But actually, if it hadn't been for that experience, I wouldn't have been in the right place at the right time to offer my public speaking. And of course, if they hadn't liked me, that wouldn't have taken me very far, but I still had the opportunity to learn and to get that experience. And if it hadn't been for all of that time I'd given for free to learn, um, what, eight years ago, I wouldn't have been in a position over the following years to actually be able to set up my own public speaking agency. So say yes to things, take on new experiences, volunteer as much as you can, because you never know where um, an experience will come in helpful further down the line. So the more you can do, the more you can say yes to, the better. Um, but my tip on that, especially to women, is we very often feel pressured to say yes to things that don't have value for us. So don't volunteer if it's just you doing drudge work that isn't going to teach you anything new. Um, don't get sucked into that, but do think about the opportunities that might give you a chance to learn or to meet new people. 
And then on the meeting people, that's another tip I think is really valuable. Network as much as you can. Um, learn from people, meet people, connect people. Be generous with your contacts too, because by introducing other people, you're just widening other people's networks and then they're likely to help broaden yours back. So the more you can network, the more you can find out about opportunities that you know you might not have even known existed. So those would be some of my key tips on how to build on your career. And then finally, I think get a mentor and many, many other brilliant MPs have mentored me. Um, but also be willing to give that mentoring to others because even if you are technically more experienced than somebody, actually everybody has their own experiences, their own knowledge, their own value, their own network. And so by passing that two ways, you can really grow and build your, yourself as a person and your career. Be generous. I know that you have achieved and accomplished enough to be proud of yourself. But what are the best resources that have helped you along your way in this career and path? The best resources that have helped along the way, um, I think I would have to say that a lot of my career choices have at times seemed overly challenging or, um, you know, like they weren't necessarily the right thing at the time. They felt really hard when I stood for election in 2015. Um, it was incredibly challenging. People would spit at me when I would knock on their doors. I had people swearing at me, people throwing things at me. And the best resource for me has been the support of my friends and family. Um, you know, when I had a really difficult time at a public debate where I had people booing at me because of the party I was representing, you know, having friends and family to pick me up was amazing. Um, when I had organ surgery um, during the election, I had 35 friends who all came out campaigning to support me because we had to get certain leaflets out before a deadline. That was amazing. And so I think having a good support network, but remember, you develop a good support network by being part of a good support network too. So you have to be generous with your support and then you'll get that support back. But I think that has been the biggest thing to get me through the challenges in my career and has also led to me being able to share and celebrate the achievements with that same network of people and, and those same resources. Um, other than that, I think curiosity is a great um, thing that has helped me always wanting to learn more and know more. Um, but I would definitely recommend building a, a support network so that you can help each other get through the difficult times. The support of your friends and family is the most important resource anyone could ask for. But what is your inspiration and what motivation advice can you give to our listeners? Um, my inspiration generally has been um, men and women, but especially women who have broken through glass ceilings and who have achieved incredible things in their, um, in their careers and their lives. Um, whether that's people alive in our time um, who are doing great things, achieving the top of the um, scale in politics, sitting in cabinet, whether that's people um, who are now no longer with us. I mean, I saw a documentary on Ruth Bader Ginsburg and you look at what she did to change women's rights. You look at the suffragette movement. I think there have been so many women um, in the last century, especially, who have really, really fought to give us equality. Um, and so I think actually that inspiration has really helped me that, you know, there is so much um, fight left to make sure we have equal representation in parliament, equal representation in business, that women don't face a glass ceiling or double standards, but actually um, just looking at how far we've come in the last 10, 20, 50 years um, is really inspiring and motivational for me. Um, in terms of advice I'd give to other people, I'd say 
pick what matters to you. So the feminist argument really inspires me, but equally it might do nothing for you, um, although I hope it does. Um, but pick what matters to you, pick what's going to keep motivating you. Think about it on a good day, and then when you have your next bad day, you've got something that will help get you going. Um, and when you need motivation, do what it takes. Like I said, you know, I love a boxing class. Equally, I love putting music on really loud and just dancing. I love time with my family and friends. So do what you need to give your brain a break. Take the mental rest when you need it and then get ready to get back on your horse and keep going. And that is the best advice to stay motivated um, and make sure that you're doing something you love to do because if you love doing it, it stops feeling like work. And I really do love working on policy. I really do love helping women stand for parliament and I really do love seeing people improve in their public speaking which means that even if I'm working late in the evenings even if I'm working on weekends I really really enjoy what I'm doing so it makes me want to do it more. Ruth Bader Ginsburg is a phenomenal documentary which all listeners should go and watch but what would you like to accomplish in the near future? I've already spoken a little bit about um, what I'd like to accomplish in the rest of my career in the near future I guess um, I'd like to have Podium Purpose, my, uh, my, my contribution to my community where I'm offering public speaking sessions to students. I'd really like that to be successful in the short term and um, I would also love to grow my Podium Perfect business and I would like to help more women get ready for the next general election so that in, well, it'll be by 2024, we see more brilliant women coming forward to think about standing for Parliament. Wow. My other question to you is that if you could step into my shoes right now, what would you ask yourself that I hadn't asked you? So if I could step into your shoes, um, what would I ask myself that you haven't asked me? Um, that's a good question because I would ask myself um, why women should come forward to stand for Parliament because we haven't actually covered that yet. And I think, I'll be perfectly honest, with the good, the bad and the ugly, there are challenges. We know that women face um, more abuse on social media, more abuse in real life. Um, but actually, it's an incredible way to be able to change your community and change your country for the better. And so if you're the kind of person that feels passionate about making change, if you feel passionate about improving your local schools or social mobility or changing disability policy or making it easier for people to set up businesses, every single aspect of our life is affected by politics. So if you are passionate about that, then I think it is so valuable to step forward. And you don't have to be an MP. There are so many different ways that you can impact politics. So you could be a local councillor, you could be a politician, you could be a campaigner, um, you could work in policy development, you could work in a think tank. There are so many different ways to influence policy making in your country, wherever you are. Um, and of course, I'm speaking about the British system, but you know, every country has its own ways of being able to interact and influence with policy. And so my advice would be, um, you know, find out how to do that. And no matter what level or what scale you want to do that, whether it's a full-time career for the rest of your life or whether it's just dipping in to fight to make a change at your local children's school, um, you know, I think actually we as women have so much knowledge, so much to contribute, so much that we could do to make a positive difference. 
um, and often it's it's considered to be something that the men do that the men have ownership of and so if you'd asked me um, and I'm answering now anyway um, I think women have had different life experiences to men not better not worse as Anne Jenkins the Baroness likes to say um, but different and actually it's only by having diversity in politics and in Parliament that we will have the best and strongest policy making so um, my advice to everybody would be step forward yourself and if you really don't think it's for you think about the other women you know the other brilliant people who might be able to come forward and ask them to stand instead great question to ask yourself my final question before we end this is what message do you have for our listeners and where can they connect with um, so there's lots of different ways to get in touch with me. If you'd like to speak about public speaking, then please follow Podium Perfect on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, I share lots of free resources on there. So if you want tips, um, you're very welcome to join. And if you follow me on Podium Perfect, you'll also be able to get news about my future free webinars, which will be coming up um, in, over the next few months. So definitely join that if you think you'd like to improve. Um, if you want to know more about politics or if you're interested in my work, and then I'm Reshem Kotecha on all social media platforms. So nice and easy. You just have to remember one name. Um, but definitely follow me. There's lots of information about standing for Parliament. There's lots of information about my policy work and my career in general. And I would love to hear from you. So if you've um, enjoyed learning a little bit more about politics, what it's like to stand for Parliament and what I do with my public speaking training, then I would absolutely love to hear from you. And thank you so much for the opportunity to tell people a little bit about my career so far. Thank you for being our guest. It's been a pleasure having you. And I hope you accomplish all the great challenges you face in the near future. Thank you for the inspirational talk on your career. You have inspired everyone who's been listening. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. It's been a pleasure to be on this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. That was some great insights of today's episode of Magical Mornings, the official podcast of UnitePod. Stay tuned for our next episode.